0: Welcome to the Needles Eye Faith and Work Show, a show that aims to help Christian professionals grow in Christ, find your purpose, and transform your workplace. I'm Jeremy Waltz with Needles Eye, and I'm sitting down with working men and women to find out how their faith impacts their work. Today, I'm joined by Vanisha Johnson, realtor, agency owner, and leader. Vanisha. Yeah? I just want to say thank you so much for being here.
1: Absolutely.
0: Genuinely. I don't know if anyone else will know this, but you and I have hung out like three whole times in our life and we've already, at least I've claimed, I don't know if you agree, I've claimed that you're my best friend.
1: Yeah, same.
0: Your best friend took issues with that, which is why she's not here. She is. Yeah.
1: Lauren. Lauren was fed up.
0: I missed her. But you know what? There's (laughs) only room for one best friend in your life.
1: And it's you. And (laughs) it's me.
0: It's clearly me. That's that's now on camera. We've got that marked down. I'm sorry. (laughs) Well, I just want to say thank you for being here Absolutely. and to give you a little bit of context. Really, my hope today is just that you and I can have like a legitimate conversation. We get to know you a bit, mm-hmm. but also, as you know, Needle's Eye is a very faith and work yep. focused organization. Yep. You have this really profound way of taking your faith into everything you do. I mean, not just your work, your whole life. But in particular, when it comes to work, you have an intentionality that I think is really inspiring and it's encouraging. Yeah. And so I hope that can kind of come through today. Yeah. But I just want to get to know more about you and like your approach to all that God has you doing in your life right now. Yeah. So if you're ready to hop in, I am too. Let's do it. All right.
1: Anytime with you is a fun time.
0: Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Let's do it. Well, here, let's let's start with this because I know you Mm -hmm. so well. We go so far back.
1: So far. We have so much history. We do.
0: But I don't think everyone else will likely know who you, who you are, at least yeah. not as well as I do. So yeah. do me a huge favor. Just give me like a little bit of background. You know, like, is Richmond been your home forever? Uh-huh. Have you always been in real estate? What are you doing these days? How'd you get here? Yeah. You know, just get us started with some general background.
1: Okay. So I have always been in Richmond. Okay. Born and raised. Whole family. What well, part here. of town? Um, East End. Oh, okay. East End cool. is the best end. Let I'm not gonna argue the east
0: end. I'm on the north side, which is close to the East it's End. It's close.
1: I like it. it is, yeah, yeah, it's close. It's mm-hmm. close. But um yeah, been here all my life. I went to Verona High okay. School. I mean I went to Virginia State. Um went to Liberty for a master's degree. Like so why mm-hmm. not? So I don't know, it does it count
0: that counts i will yeah. give it to you we'll I give it a to degree, you so it yeah if you have the certificate i feel yeah. like it
1: counts. it counts for sure but yep yeah, so I've, I've done that um i started out in education so mm-hmm. i have not always been in real estate i was always in education um that's what comes naturally to me i just ended up in real estate
0: it just by happenstance yeah just found your way there
1: yeah honestly okay um it was my husband's idea he was like um you know i think real estate would be good i think you'll be good at it and i was like me like i don't sell anything yeah i've never sold a thing uh, i sell I just, knowledge i sell knowledge
0: yeah
1: <laughs> i sold tennis shoes at 16. Mm. That okay. was as much as i've ever sold Um, and so, yeah, I took him up on it and he sent me to school (laughs) and I was like, well, since you send me, I'll go. Yeah.
0: Wait, now when you say school, like, like to a real estate Mm -hmm. focused program,
1: Mm -hmm. was, is that
0: like a couple years thing? Like, what is that? No,
1: it's like a, I'll say two or three months.
0: Oh, wow. Okay. That's like an intensive.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's exactly right. It's like an intensive. And, um, we did that and I was just like, well, let me just go all in. I'm the type of person where it's like, it's. All in or nothing for me. Like I'm not a halfway type of person. So I just went all in and I ended up in real estate. And I this was during the pandemic. Okay. So I got a taste of like freedom. Uh Uh-huh. And I was like, I can't go back.
0: Were you still doing like education at the same time? Oh gosh. And I was like,
1: man, I can't I think I wanna do this Uh uh-huh like full time. I saw my numbers, I saw what um what I allowed like what God allowed me to do in that short period of time. It's like 6 months and I was just like if I like do this all the way through. Yeah. This could be something. this yeah. is something. And I did it.
0: Okay. Yeah. So, okay, so just so I'm fully picturing the same thing. Mm-hmm. So you've been in education for like your entire adult career at this mm-hmm. point. Your husband super supportive, super encouraging says, "Hey, I think you'd be good at this other thing. I'll help you kind of pay your way through." Yep. And then, in the midst of a global pandemic, right? Everyone's freaking out. No one really knows what's coming. Yeah. You're teaching, but also simultaneously learning about real estate and starting a real estate business from scratch. Mm-hmm.
1: Okay, yep. and that's I a lot. Wasn't really, I wasn't teaching. Ed. By that time, I had moved out of the teaching, out of the classroom, to um, okay. like a central office position. So I was basically like a community liaison. Got it. At that okay. time, because I, it was like an itch for freedom. Like I wanted to more flexibility. Yeah. Um. So that's how I ended up in that role. But yeah, still very much an education. And it was actually my husband and my mom. So both of them, yeah. they were just like, cornered me and was like, yeah, you should just, my husband dropped the seed first. Like, you would be good at this. Uh huh. Um, we built a house during the pandemic. Oh wow. I think after he saw that, he was like, oh, you can do that.
0: Yeah, so were you the one that was like, here's gonna be the layout and the square footage? Yeah,
1: like okay. I was like, this would be like, you know, that was my thing. Yeah. Like, but i never thought that i could like do it for real and he was like no you can do it and so him and my mom they were like yeah you should you should go to school okay and i went and yeah so uh, but yes during the pandemic all of that happening yes okay
0: so and, and i I think I might get the numbers slightly wrong, <laughs> mm-hmm. but I think I was reading that, like, in the first six months, you had like a million or a million and a half in revenue, right? Yeah. I don't know the right terminology. Sales volume. volume. Yep. Okay, so you had like one and a half million volume in your first six months. First six like, months. Like, not in just a six month time frame after 10 years of experience. In your first, first six, six months.
1: Month. Like, didn't know what I was doing. Genuinely. Like, I don't come from real estate. It's not, you know, yeah. I didn't have a leg up because somebody, right. I just was like, let me just sell stuff to yeah. people. I liked houses. I like being in them. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. good. <laughs> yeah.
0: I like it's being like indoors.
1: <laughs> I like being in nice houses. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like God allowed me to do that much in that short of a time. Yeah, Like Blew my mind That's because amazing. I'm not. I'm really not numbers oriented. So I actually found out by accident how much I did. Yeah. Um, I was talking to one of my mentors, and he was just like, "Yeah." Um, I was looking at your stuff and you're, you're a million dollar agent. And I was like, what are you talking about? Yeah. He was like, look at your numbers. I never looked at my numbers. Yeah. Because that wasn't my heart. Like, that wasn't, I wasn't in it to be like, oh, I'm going to do X amount and this amount. I literally was just like, it's a good hustle. Yep. I like the checks. Mm-hmm. I'm making impact, I'm meeting people and like helping them build towards their goal. Right. People that literally thought they could not purchase houses. I'm literally helping them do that. That was my driving factor. Mm -hmm. That's that was what drove me, and then one day I looked up six months in and was like, "Well, wait, what?" Yeah. So that was real. It was a pleasant surprise. Yeah.
0: Okay. You just mentioned you had a mentor.
1: Yeah. How
0: important is like you know coaching and mentorship and that kind of a relationship in real estate in particular?
1: It's very important, specifically in real estate, because real estate number one is a very um, it's very sharky
0: okay
1: industry right it's like doggy dog there's little loyalty mm-hmm. so when you find the people that are loyal you want to hold on to them mm-hmm. um because it's very sharky okay um but it's very important that you have people that help you navigate the waters right like and so not even just from other people but like to make sure you're building well what you want to build
0: yeah
1: um and it's just a lot and. Contracts freeze me up. Like when I first started, I was like this, I don't even know if I'm gonna be good at this because honestly, contracts scare me.
0: Okay. It's a big part of your job. It's
1: a big part (laughs) of my job. I'm like, contracts scare me. This is like real, this is like permanent. People are spending a lot of money. Like Uh this is a big purchase, biggest that they will make. Mm -hmm. How am I fit out for this? Like this is a lot but i learned the contracts know them like but i had people along the way that helped me do that yeah and so now i try to be that person for other agents yeah. um but yeah it is imperative that you have somebody you cannot just get into real estate and just be like gonna figure it out i mean you can
0: yeah <laughs> i'm sure some people have tried you can yeah
1: you go waste a lot of time and a lot of money mm. um might get in a little legal trouble <laughs> you know what i'm saying like you can do that, but it is very wise to seek wise counsel. Sure. And so just have the person.
0: How'd you find this mentor? Did you already know this person or did you kind of get paired, mm. up kinda
1: paired up with them? Kind of paired up with them. So when I joined um, that specific real estate team as, a, um, as a, like a team partner, he was the team mentor. Yeah, okay. So they kinda like he kinda like fell in my lap. But he was amazing my first That's awesome. You know, first few months, like first year really. Like he I could call him for whatever. Like he was really dope. That's awesome. Yep.
0: That's great. Okay, so here's something I always find really interesting about real estate. What's that? I don't know a single person who, like, as a kid, was like, "I want to go up and sell houses," right? Like, no, there's nothing wrong with it. It's a great profession. I know. But nobody that I've met mm-hmm. sets out to do it. It almost seems like everyone transitions to it. Yeah. So clearly, we know you started education. You did that whole business. Yep. Your your husband, your mom, kind of saw this other side of you that you maybe weren't living into yet. Yeah. You made the transition.
1: Yeah. How'd you know,
0: <laughs> How'd you know it was time? Like, how, how did you How did you really know that it's like okay? I know I'm supposed to leave education behind and move into this new thing.
1: Yeah, so God has like dealt with me enough (laughs) that I know when the grace for something is up. Like I always say, when it's time for you to transition or go to a new season, Mm -hmm. if you're doing something, the grace for it will like leave. And for me, it is it does it every time okay so like i knew the feeling i knew the feeling of it's time to transition when i was in the classroom and i needed to leave the classroom and move to um like the community liaison role right i knew that feeling it felt hard it felt like there wasn't a grace anymore yeah i was agitated by little things like it was...
0: They're called kids.
1: They're called kids. Yeah,
0: by and little adults. things. <laughs> and, <Children>. and adults. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. That's
1: right? fair. Yeah. But, parents um, are tough,
0: man. And I am tough. a parent. I'm tough. I get it. But yeah, parents are tough.
1: They are. But I was grateful for a season to do it. I literally remember standing in the hallway of my first school thinking, I can do this forever. Like, my my master's is in educational leadership. So I was oh, wow. on that okay. track. Like, And so I remember distinctly the day that I was standing in my classroom and I was just like... I
0: can't do this no more. Mm -hmm. I want to do this no more. So I want to press on that a little bit. Mm -hmm. Because I think I've heard you say that before, the idea that the grace kind of leaves it. Mm -hmm. And so essentially, I think, Mm -hmm. tell me if I'm wrong, Mm -hmm. it sounds like you're describing, you hit a point where you're like, I don't enjoy this, I'm not fulfilled by this, I don't yep. have a purpose in this anymore. Like yep. all the good things that I once ha- got out of this, like yeah. the fulfillment and the, I'm living into my calling, like all that is, is gone.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: How do you know when it's like, I'm just having a bad day or mm-hmm. I'm just having a bad week? Mm-hmm. And how do you know when it's, no, 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 the grace has left this. Because I, I, I think people have likely, and maybe I'm maybe I'm guilty of this, mm-hmm. made the decision of like, it's been a bad week. Yeah. So I shouldn't I'm do this here. anymore, right? Whereas <laughs> there's like a level of there's good perseverance and yeah. endurance, yep. and then there's a level of discernment to say, oh, this isn't this isn't just a bad season. Yeah. This is time to be done.
1: Yeah. So I'm the type of person um, almost to a fault where I will let a thing ride out for a while. So it wasn't just like, oh, one day this is done. I'm done. Mm-hmm. It was like, no, this has been like cumulative. Like this okay. has been over time, over maybe a few weeks or a couple of months where I haven't got my mojo back. And not only have I I not got my mojo back, but here's the key, I actually have vision for something else. Uh, Okay. So it's like, not only am I agitated, Hmm. but I have vision for something else. If I was just agitated with no vision, then like, where am I gonna go? Like, I probably just need to get over myself, right?
0: Yeah.
1: But because like, God gave me fresh vision and he tied it in because he showed me the use of the prior season. Mm. So like, he literally was like, no, you are a teacher. So it was like his affirmation came with it, with the vision. So he's like, no, you're still a teacher. I just need you to teach in a different classroom.
0: Okay, I need you to teach in a different
1: way. So when I got that affirmation and that piece, because I was, I actually felt like I was letting everybody down. Mm my church family, my family, they were so excited that I was a teacher. They bragged on me. I mean, they, they brag on everything that I do, but like this, they were it's like- a, It's oh, a good crew to have. This is, yeah, it's a good crew to have. Yeah. You need a bragging crew for sure. But they were like, oh, she's a teacher. Like this is so, she's she's mm-hmm. made it. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, they, and I just was like, what am I telling them I do now? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like that was, it was almost as if God said, hey, I don't even want your your life to be in your identity to be wrapped up in like a role.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, so yeah, so I literally, um, I remember feeling that way, but he gave me vision over time for like what was next. Mm -hmm. So I didn't feel like I was just like leaving because I didn't want to do it anymore. Yeah. And then he also showed me how that season would be used. Yeah. And it wasn't very clear. Sure. But he was just like, I just need you in another classroom. Yeah. Like, well, what kind of classroom?
0: Like, yeah. what, what's next? So two things I love about what you just said. Yeah. One is the idea that like, and, and I've heard it put this way in the past, the idea that like, God doesn't just call you to leave something, He calls you to something. Mm-hmm, for sure. and, and it sounds like you're saying like, God didn't just tell me to leave education. Yeah. He gave me a vision for what He wanted for me next. Yep. And and those two things in tandem, like yep. the grace left, Yep. And he showed me what else I could do, yeah. Those two ingredients were the kind of kind of the recipe for you to go. It's time
1: it, it right. And I don't even want people to hear that and think that that will always be what sure. happens because plot twist, teachers don't make like a whole bunch of money, right? Yeah, yeah. well, where God called me to, I made less, oh, wow. okay. So I was like, God, what do you mean do this? Yeah. When like, I'm barely doing this, you know Uh what I mean? Like, I'm like, God, what do you mean? Like, Mm. it's a downgrade, downgrade. And what God showed me was he was like, sometimes promotion is not like up in monetary. Mm -hmm. Like sometimes promotion is rest. In this new role, I got so much flexibility where I could be out in the community, I could build relationships, but then I could rest. Like it was for a nonprofit organization that really was big on like, we can't pay you a whole lot, but we can show you the uh, the beautiful rhythm of like work and rest. Yeah, and I needed that because the seasons that I had come through teaching prior were very hard. And they were very taxing on me, like mentally, emotionally, spiritually. There would be times where I cried on Sundays because I had to go to work, like literally. And it wasn't that I didn't enjoy it. That was the end. That was the season that it was ending, right? And so, God, it was almost as if he was just like, so I need you to be like in a recovery season. And I almost didn't do it because I was like, God, surely you're not asking me to take a pay cut. Yeah. Like. No.
0: Yeah. That's not how this works. That's not
1: how this works. <laughs> you call me out done. to something bigger. Yeah. <laughs> like, bigger.
0: <laughs> yeah, that, that's our plan. Our plan is, no, it's it's upwards and onwards, It's right? upwards
1: and onwards. Yeah. Like, what do we, what do you mean smaller? Like, uh-huh. what do you mean? And he did. But I'll tell you what, his grace was so sufficient. In that season, I was there for two years. Okay. Never missed a mortgage payment. Never went, like, even when it looked like I might. It was like God always provided, so like my faith grew in that season. Mm. It wasn't always easy because I did take a pay cut, right? But like I had to figure out what would that look like yeah. for me. Um, But His grace was so sufficient, and I grew so much spiritually during awesome. during that time. And then He called me to real estate.
0: Yeah, yeah. So it was <laughs> a stepping stone, yeah, right? Like, I you had to you. do a couple things. I
1: got you. Had to do a few things. Yeah,
0: but oh, yeah, that's fascinating. And then so the other thing you said, and I think this is <laughs> key. You said I'm still a teacher. Yeah, I'm just a different class. Just
1: a different classroom.
0: And I, I love that because you know we can read scripture, and we can read parts where it says you know and, and God called the apostles, the pastors, the preachers, yeah. the teachers, and and I think we can read that in one sense and think, well, God didn't call me into ministry, right? I, I can't be a preacher, I can't be a teacher, I can't be all those things. But recognizing that God called you to be a teacher, yeah, that doesn't mean He called you to work in education, yeah. He called you to have kind of the approach of a teacher everywhere you go. And I think mm-hmm. you take that to real estate with yeah, the, the yeah. agents with whom you work, with your yeah. clients. Like you approach it with a level of, oh, no, I'm, I'm going to help you learn this for As, yourself. I'm yeah. going to help equip you yeah. rather than make you dependent on me.
1: Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Because that's my whole goal in real estate is like, I hate salesy. I'm not, I hate to even say, I don't, I'm not a salesperson. Like even okay. though real estate is considered sales, big sales, yeah. right? Yeah. I, I think it sounds like quite, Sleazy a little bit, I don't like it. I get it. Um, But I do say, like, I help you build the life you want. Like, Mm I help you meet your goals. Um, And so to your point, yeah, I approach it um, as an educator. I'm here to educate you so that you can make your own decisions. Mm -hmm. I'm here to equip you so that you can figure out how best to build legacy for your family. Yeah. Um, And whether that's buying a house today or I'm ready, or if it's buying a house two years from now, Mm -hmm. I'll be ready. Mm -hmm. Like, at the end of the day, though, if you left our conversation with more knowledge than when you came, I did my job.
0: That's awesome. I did my job. So, okay, you, you just said a few things that I want to, like, tackle on.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: One is, I know you describe yourself as being passionate about seeing women win.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: I find that interesting because I've now talked with a handful of particularly female entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. And all of y'all seem to share that passion. And I don't want to, like, overly blanket that statement over yeah, people. yeah. yeah. But it, it just seems like that is a, a, a theme among female entrepreneurs. Yeah. So where does that passion come from for you?
1: So all my life. My mom has, um, my mom has it's seven of them. <clears throat> it was seven of them. Um, so six girls and one boy. Wow. All my life, I've been around a village of women. Mm-hmm. Women raised me. So all I know is womanhood, what it is to be a woman, what it is to be a strong woman,
0: mm-hmm. and what
1: it is to be there for another woman. OK. That's my template. Like, okay. that's all I know. It's like ingrained in me. It's how I was raised. And so now that I'm in um, a space where, if I could be transparent, I, I've never made this much money in my life. I've never seen this, like never. Mm-hmm. And that's not the, the exciting part. The exciting part is like, I, I'm doing it. Like God is allowing me to do it. Yeah. And so how dare I do this and like not bring another woman into it? Yeah. Like how dare I change the trajectory of my family? Hmm and just be worried about my family. Yeah. When I have so many other women around me, and it's not even just about the money. I've never been in the rooms. I've never had the certain relationships. And it's not that they're better than the others, right? Because even pre-real estate, like I have deep, rich, beautiful relationships yeah. that I will forever hold Dionne carry. but God in this chapter and in this season, has just allowed me to see more. I think that's what it's about. It's like, he's allowed me to see and experience so much more than I ever thought I would. Yeah. So like, how dare I go through this and like be in a room with another woman and not show her how to do it? Yeah. Or not expose her to the same. Yeah. Like I would be robbing, I don't feel like God is allowing me to see these things and experience all that I'm experiencing to just sit beside another woman and not tell her Yeah. Like that it's possible.
0: Yeah, that makes so, sense.
1: Yeah.
0: That's awesome. I re- I love how you also said that like, that's just your whole context. You know, like y- your whole life has been in the context of like, it's just women helping it's women. Just women. It's women helping women. women. And that's, yep. that's, a, that's interesting. I, I mean, you know, being, being a white man, right? Like there's just a level of that where I'm like, I don't know, I feel like I, would, I, w- I wouldn't want to limit my business. I, I wouldn't want to focus so much on one gender that I'm actually like cutting myself off potentially from other opportunities. And yet, it seems like there's a very intentional of like, yeah, you'll, you'll, your clients will be anybody. Yeah. But there's a focus in particular. There's a focus
1: on, on women. And, yeah. And I'm gonna tell you why because I am. Um, I believe that God's called me to be a legacy builder and like a generation changer mm. for my family and for others. Women change generations. Okay. Women change families. I
0: want to. I, well, I want you to talk more. And I want to hear more about that.
1: Women are we the carrier of life? Like, think about the role the woman plays. Mm-hmm. In a house, in a family, like I know, in my family, I we had no men. Okay. In my family, it was my uncle. He's okay. the only man. Um, like on my mom's, you know what I mean. My mom's uh, siblings, and so growing up, yeah. I had boy cousins, but there were no men really. Um, so I saw women raising, changing generations. Mm. Um, I saw women instilling stuff in it, like so for me yeah men are the you know y'all are providers no knock you know what i mean yeah y'all do a little bit
0: yeah (laughs) i mean we carry our weight sometimes yeah i carry
1: sometimes (laughs) but you're talking about like who's the heart of the home yeah who's the heart of the family it's 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 a woman yeah it's a woman somewhere behind the scenes so if i want to change a generation if i want to change a bloodline i got to get to the woman Mm, so like i don't look at um, focusing on women in in my work, I don't I don't see that as a cutoff. Yeah. I see that as infiltration. Okay, that's like, interesting. I like you that. know what I'm saying. Like yeah. I see it as like oh no, like I'm changing bloodlines, yeah. not even just mine. Yeah, But like I get to partner with this woman to change potentially her trajectory of her family. Yeah. So I see it as I'm, it's expansion actually.
0: Yeah. So, okay. You you mentioned the word legacy and that's clearly, (laughs) clearly that is like a marquee moment for you Mm -hmm. or a marquee theme. Mm -hmm. So what is it about like building, legacy? first of all, what does it mean that you're saying you're building legacy? Yeah. But what is it? that really sparks this like focus on this desire to help people build a legacy for their families?
1: All right, so what does it mean first? For me, um, I I believe that like whatever, wherever I stop, that's where my kids will start. Mm, Okay. So for me, seeing my family just plays a huge role in everything that I do. So seeing these women like build and do and provide for us, we never missed the beat, we never like seeing that and we were like middle class, like, you know, so not a lot of money, not rich, you know what I mean? Not poor either, just blessed, right? Right. And so um but seeing them make something out of nothing or make ways or hold each other up, like seeing that and being around that um for me it's like okay, now that I know more I feel like God has allowed me to see more and experience more. I feel like every generation should get better. Mm. So I take it very personal in my family to make my generation and my family better. And again, I believe that wherever I stop is where my kids will start. Yeah, I love that. So I'm just like, oh, I got to go. Uh huh. I got to go. Like the bar is set. You know what I mean? The bar is high. The bar is set high. And so for that, um, that's just a. I, I like I want to be. My ceiling is like their floor.
0: Yeah. So yeah. building
1: legacy to me is like building that up for them.
0: Mm-hmm. And you want to help others do that for and their I own kids. And I want to
1: help others do that for their own kids yeah. and their own families. And if they don't have kids, because that's, you know, it's very easy to say women and their kids, right? But like, no, women, and if you don't have a kid, your niece and nephew, sure. or women and your, you know what I mean? Whatever that looks like yeah, for you. Yeah, just
0: whoever comes after you. Whoever right? comes after you. So... I think that's awesome. I actually just love that phrasing of, you know, my my ceiling is their floor. Mm-hmm. They're going to start mm-hmm. where I stop.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: What is it about real estate in particular that allows legacy to be built? Because, you know, yeah. obviously real estate has like a pretty sordid history, right? There's a lot of injustice that's mm-hmm. been kind of sure. you know, propagated through mm-hmm. real estate, Richmond in particular with redlining, some mm-hmm. of the other practices. Yeah. So what is it specific to real estate that you look at and you go, this is where I can help legacy begin?
1: Um financial wealth um real estate is that is the key to wealth like that is in our country and like if you own something you know what i mean mm-hmm. you can leverage that thing and you can continue to grow and it's not money to like stunt and like floss right. and like it's money so that my kid can go to a better school yeah it's money and finances and, and resources so that I can give back to my community and that can be better. Mm-hmm. It's uh, you know it's resources to get my family out of poverty or out of the like for me I it wasn't poverty but it was definitely like um you know check to check right. It's to get that to change that. Yeah. So like for me again I didn't I didn't come into real estate saying oh they make money I never thought about <laughs> never thought about getting into real estate. Hmm. Um, I didn't think I had the skill set, um, but once I was in it and I saw, I was like, this is what the wealthy are doing. Right. It was almost like, okay, I got to seat at the table. And now I see the playbook, yeah. like now I get to see. And so how can I use all that I'm learning and all that I'm doing to do that for my family and mm-hmm. to change, you know what I mean, and to help others do the same. Yeah. So you know, that's that. that's why it's real estate for me, it's like, because... I get to show people, and I get to actually do, I get to own something and allow it to be passed down to my family for generations. It's almost like, tan- it's tangible. Yeah. Tangible legacy um, yeah. is how I see real estate.
0: Yeah. I, I, I love I mean, I, Ever since I met you, your focus on legacy is something I've always found incredibly compelling. Mm. And it, I mean, clearly it drives the way that you do mm-hmm. so much. W- whether it's you know educating people and equipping them to do it kind of for themselves, mm-hmm. or whether it's just even the, the focus on saying, I, I want to make your life better so that yeah. your kids' lives can have an even greater advantage. For sure. All of that I think is awesome. I also know that you regularly talk about how, you know, where you are now, you, you've attained a certain level of success, right? You've mm-hmm. talked about you're making more money now than you ever had. You, mm-hmm. It's not why you did it, but it's kind of a nice perk that's come with it. A cherry on top. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't hurt. Right. Yeah. But so you, you've talked about that and yet I never hear you go, well, it's because I work hard or because, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm all about the grind. Or yeah. you always say, I would not be where I am. If God hadn't come through in inexplicable, extraordinary ways. Facts. So, how has God really been like a part of your journey through all of this? If you can, it's like a really big question, but if you can kind of even pinpoint a couple of things.
1: Oh, man. Okay. Let's see how we can answer this. So, like, I don't, and I don't want to sound like a holy roller. Like, I don't. No,
0: look. Yeah. Just be. First off, you come across way too honest to be that. But also, you know, I'm asking. Let's just get that out the way. You can flex on your faith a little bit. Uh, Yeah,
1: flex on my faith. I like that, Jeremy. Thank you. Little bar.
0: Yeah, yeah, I get a good moment here. If though. we had
1: a mic, you should, you would have dropped that. This one? Yeah, the lapel. <laughs> did I say that right, lapel? Lapel, I
0: don't know. We'll, I did. Will her. Great, lapel, all right,
1: here it is. <laughs> anyway, um, lapel, lapel, whatever. I um, like lapel. I, I like lapel, lapel, too. Let's go with lapel. Mm-hmm. Got it. Um, God is, and not to sound cliche, he is literally my why. If he tells me to do something, <laughs> Um, if he tells me to do something, I'm going to do it. Might take me a little bit. Mm. Cause some things that he, this morning I woke up and God just started, over the past few weeks, he's been giving me and my husband like fresh vision for a project. And this morning I woke up and I haven't hadn't really put it into like words. Yeah. I, the project in words, but not like how I was feeling about God giving it to me. <clears throat> and this morning I had language for it. And <coughs> this morning I had language for it. And um, I say, God, thank you for giving me vision. Mm. Because when you give me vision, I feel like you can trust me. Mm. Like, I feel like you trust me with, like, the integrity of it, and I feel like you trust me with your work. Yeah. So, like, today, I just paused and was like, God, thank you for, like, when, when the time is right, you always give fresh vision to me. And I'm grateful for that. Um, because, yeah, I, he drives everything that I do. So, like, before I take a job, Build something, start something, I run it past him. okay <laughs> I run it past him because um he's like he's sourcing it. yeah I'm not going to have what I need if I don't run it past him
0: right I'm gonna be doing okay. it in my own strength mm-hmm.
1: and nobody wants that.
0: Yeah, nobody's that no. strong.
1: no um <coughs> so
0: Drink <laughs> that guys. medicine Bob whatever that thing was called.
1: You called it a medicine pop? I don't whatever you called
0: it. What, what is it?
1: It's a medicine ball.
0: Medicine ball, whatever. Medicine I pop. think I called it a bob, medicine bob.
1: Medicine bob. <laughs> <laughs> um, but he literally is in the center of everything that I do. He drives everything that I do. I'm the co-pilot. I like that. I'm yeah. the co-pilot. Um, and so, I, I mean, from transitions, like my career has had so many transitions. Yeah. And like, you know what I mean? Twists and turns. And so through every one, Money is not going to make me move, especially now. Like, that's another thing. I feel like God has allowed me to see what I have already so that money will never be a motivator for me. Um, It also will never be a hindrance for me. Mm -hmm. Like, that's a declaration that I hold on to. Like, I will be able to do what I need to do for the kingdom of God. Money, it doesn't matter. Resources are not an issue. Like, that's just something that I hold on to, regardless of what my bank account looks like. Like, and I. That is because every opportunity I'm like, God, is this you? Because if it's you, it's not on me to fund. Right. It's not on me to like bring the people and the impact. It's like me just doing what you had always intended for me to do. Mm -hmm. And so um, along my journey, like he's been, he's my why. Um, I don't try to separate him from the work that I do. Like Mm -hmm. I don't say, oh, this is real estate and then, oh, this is God and this. Like, no, if you don't like it, I'm just not the person for you yeah. in any circle, whether it's real estate or nonprofit work or whatever. Yeah. Um, I just want to be very honest and upfront about who I am and why I'm here.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean this in the best way. But you you are the kind of person, I shouldn't even say but there. I mean this in the best way and, and? you are the kind of person who like, when you talk about this you have such confidence and clearly you've had a level of success right so it's easy when, when you are making more money than you've ever made to be like money's not a hindrance it will never be what motivates me and and that comes from a place of success now yeah but you haven't always been there right Mm-mm. you had tough times you were a single mm-hmm. mom for a while like there were things in your life that you had to overcome mm-hmm. was there a have you learned to have this reliance on God now? Or is this something that's always been there? That's what got you through the tough times too?
1: That's, it, it's that. Like, it's always been there. And that's not to say that I've always been perfect. Sure. God has always been there. Yeah. I have not. Okay. Let's be very clear. Yeah. Um. So, like, I my, my dad was an associate pastor. Like, I grew up in church. My grandma, like, pretty much owned the church. Like, she just did all the things. <laughs> uh, and my family, like, I come from a small Baptist church family. Whole family goes there, like... That's what I come from. So like, faith runs deep for me and it always, like I was in church three times a week. Like, you know yeah, what I mean? That. Yeah. But like during college and I made decisions that just weren't good and I kind of did my own thing. And then it was just like, okay, well like, I'm heartbroken now. Mm. Like who can be the mentor of my heart? Not another man. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? Um, And that's what has always brought me back. But I say my faith is all, like I've never been faithless. I just have not always tapped into it, like during those yeah. immature years. Um, so it's always been there for sure. Just some seasons it was dormant, I guess. Sure. Um, or well, I was doing it on my own.
0: He, I was gonna say, it's not like God left you during that time. Yeah, that's he what was I there. He was there. But you weren't necessarily going to him and yeah. saying, hey, he didn't, well, he didn't abandon you. He didn't right. abandon me. Yeah.
1: I definitely abandoned him, like yeah. multiple times. Okay. Um, but he's, all, he's always been there. My faith has always been, existed. So I would say that is what, to your point of like the hard times and um, times where money wasn't there and times where I literally remember thinking, and it wasn't because I couldn't ask for help, but it was just like, it's me and my son. So like, and his father's very much present, but it was, we weren't together. So right. it's like, it's me and my son. Like I'm a mom who's single, right? And so day to day, I remember being like, or, and it also wasn't like I couldn't go to my mom, right? Yeah. My family, right? Yeah. But I have a sense of ownership over this kid that I have. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? So I remember being like, okay, am I gonna buy him McDonald's or like go get his medicine? Oh yeah. I remember being in the drive-thru what line. A, I
0: mean, I can't imagine, it. am I gonna feed my kid or am I gonna give him the medicine he needs to be healthy? Yeah, like,
1: legit, that is... legit. I remember being in the drive-thru line at McDonald's with tears in my eyes because my baby wanted a Happy Meal, four-piece nugget, and I was hoping my car ain't not decline. Like, I was in the line yeah. by faith.
0: Yeah. I was in the drive-thru
1: line by <laughs> Fast faith. Fast food
0: by faith. Fast there you food go. by faith.
1: Yeah. I was like, man, don't let this car decline. Yeah. Like. Literally, one more example. I remember being in the grocery store. This was all like same season. Mm -hmm. I remember being in a grocery store in Food Lion and I needed to go outside to get a dollar.
0: Oh, okay. Like
1: I came up a dollar short in the line. I had to go outside and get, I didn't have the dollar. I literally left out knowing I did not have, I was like, oh, wait, let me go to my car. As I was walking to my car, Like, tears were streaming Mm -hmm. at my face because I knew I didn't have the dollar. I came back in. I don't even know why I came back in because I didn't have it. I came back in and the lady in front of me had given the dollar. Oh, yeah. And when I said, like, I balk and just cried. And it was just because I, so when we talk about, because I never want to paint a picture of like, oh, I'm here now. Right. And I did. And I, there were seasons Mm -hmm. where I didn't. And I'm in this space now in my life where if I, I saw a quote somebody sent me yesterday and it resonated so much and it was something like this, if I lose it all today, like I'm good cause I have God, I'll rebuild.
0: Mm-hmm. I'll re- I
1: like that, I'll, re- I'll rebuild. rebuild. He literally, whatever, and whatever rebuilding looks like. But if he takes it all, as long as I have him and not to be cliche, but like if he takes it all, I trust that he will restore. Yeah. Something, somehow, yeah. Some, whether it's my mind and my lifestyle or like whatever that is. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not a, I'm not married to that. And I think God has, has proven that before. Like he's been like, okay, prove it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so that, I mean, even now there are times where I'm like taking on projects and taking on stuff and it's literally by faith. Cause I'm yeah. just like, yeah, it's not in the account, but if you sent me, yeah, <laughs> you sourcing it. Yeah. You're sourcing it. Okay. So like that is, yeah.
0: Okay. So answer me this, because you, you are infectiously joyful, right? Like, Am I? You are. You are infectiously okay. joyful. you got smiles and laughter and stories okay. and jokes and all. So, I mean, being around you, you kind of uplift a room. I mean, I, I'm, I'm assuming your clients are going to tell you the same thing, that okay. you, you just seem to bring a confidence to everything. <laughs> At this point, mm-hmm. where do you say your joy is found?
1: Mm, my joy is found on a beach in Cabo. No,
0: hey, please. that sounds good to me. That's a good answer. <laughs>
1: no, that's joyful. Let's that's be clear. That's, there's a mm. joy there. My joy, though, is found being a—very close to that. My joy is found being able to spend time with my kids, my family, and, like, sourcing. Like, being like, hey, we, we're just going to go away for the week.
0: Mm, okay.
1: And just—it doesn't have to be an extravagant place. But when I can just be present for my people, mm-hmm. that's where my joy is. Yeah, it's man. it's for it's for my family, and it's for being being a source for them. Whether it's a source of peace, a source of money, a sort like whatever that looks like, um, my joy is building for them and then watching it. Mm. Like I like to build, yeah. but then I like to sit back and like watch them enjoy it. Yeah, I love that yeah i love it i love to sit back and not look at what i've built but watch the people i love enjoy it yeah that i love yeah so that's where my joy is found right now other than jesus of course of course but um that's where my joy is found um the most i would say second place is watching again other women like the light bulb go off for them Mm. and watching them say like i can do it too yeah and, and getting them on their own path. You know what I mean? I love talking to women who are in business who feel like they're stuck in their business or like they know there's more, but it's not. I will, I always say I'm like a scaling, I can scale your business. Like what, yeah. where are you, where you want to be? Let me know what your business is and let's sit down and let's I'll peel that thing like an onion. Yeah, like, put together a plan.
0: Put it, yeah. yeah,
1: like i just give you some ideas. Okay. One day I'm going to charge for that.
0: Yeah, I feel like, yeah, you should. You could. I, but not yeah. until after I come hang out with you and you, you talk to me. And I do
1: it for you yeah. first. Yeah, please. <laughs> yeah, that's it's a date. But no, I love, that is a very second, like to watching my family enjoy what mm-hmm. we're building. Second is sitting and talking with women and just like the light bulb going off for of them and just helping them just scale. Like yeah. this is how you can get you know yeah. these are
0: some ideas yeah. i love doing it so th- it sounds to me mm-hmm. right, it sounds to me like this this is something that you you love looking at how you're able to contribute to the lives of others mm-hmm. right it, it's not so much like oh my joy is found in my ability to sit on a hammock and you know have a mai tai and combo yeah. it's i love being able to sit back and see the, my loved ones have yeah. those experiences i love being able to sit back and see how women that i'm in relationship with begin to excel and flourish yep. and, it's very much. I love seeing my contribution matter.
1: I love that. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's great. That's it. I never really thought about that question. Like I've never really thought about what do you? You have a way of bringing stuff out of people, Jeremy. Well, I
0: appreciate that. I you try. do
1: great. This is great.
0: All right, let me. I have one last question. Okay. And then I'm gonna let you go back to your, you know, busy joyful life.
1: Busy joyful. Busy, Friday. Busy joyful Friday. Yeah.
0: You described so much what you do as a, as a calling, right? Like you use that language. I've been called into these things. I'm yeah. called to do this. Can yeah. you explain how real estate and legacy and empowering women leans into the calling that God's put on your life?
1: Um, I think you kind of said it. Like I just, I think that when I, not to sound like scary or like it's morbid, not to sound morbid, but like, I think about my funeral often.
0: Okay. <laughs> I like thank you for that preamble. You're welcome. Not morbid. I think about my death a lot.
1: <laughs> Not my death per se, my funeral.
0: Okay. When people are standing up and kind of talking about the vanity, actual stuff, service. Right? Yeah.
1: Okay. First of all, somebody better cry. Like <laughs> climbing a class has okay. to cry. Like, that's number one. <laughs> but number two, very close in one. Um, I think about it often because, and I think that's because I like, I wanna live my life backwards. Mm. Like, I don't wanna live a life and just like, I'm just doing stuff and hoping it lands. Yeah. I think about my funeral often because I think about what will they say about me. Mm -hmm. Like, when when they stand up and they come up there, like, what will they say? I did. And so I want people to say, like, I left every interaction with her better than when I came. Yeah and whether that looks like a a well woman event, a podcast that she listened to, a you know a house that I helped them buy, whether my husband and I opened up our house and you just came and had dinner one Sunday mm-hmm. night. Like, I don't care what the context of it is. If it's real estate, women empowerment or a legacy, like that is my legacy. Yeah. I want people to stand up and say like, yo I'm gonna miss her, but I'm not gonna forget her. Mm-hmm. That I like that. I that is what I want. So that's why I think about my funeral.
0: Yeah, that's that's a good reason. Yeah, good reason. All this about legacy, by the way. I don't know if you're a big Hamilton fan. I named my daughter Eliza after Hamilton. Okay. Right? Eliza Hamilton. Okay. There's a lot in, in in Hamilton where he says, what is a legacy? It's planting gar- it's planting seeds in a garden you never get to see.
1: Never get to see. And
0: that's just what I keep I thinking know. about. And that's so much of what you're doing is you right now are contributing in ways that will grow and outgrow mm-hmm. anything that you've done in your life, but other people are gonna be able to benefit from
1: it. Yeah. And I think
0: that's really beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. That's
1: why I get up in the morning. Yeah. Hope something I do today like lands somewhere. Yeah.
0: yeah. Yep. That's awesome. Well, Venetia, thank you. I mean, yeah. really, I have like always more fun than I can contain when I'm hanging out with you. So this has been a blast. And uh, hopefully we get to do, even if it's not on camera, I hope you and I just keep hanging out.
1: Yeah, we gotta go to Common House. Yeah, we do. We, uh, we owe, I owe you. I wanna you. go
0: to the the wine cellar, to the movie room, I and know. to the uh, rooftop well, pool.
1: We're gonna do it all. All
0: right, that's gonna, be, that's gonna be an awesome day. Let's do it. All right, thank you Venetia. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in to the Needles Eye Faith and Work Show. Please share, like, and subscribe if you enjoyed this episode and want to see more. Needles Eye is a faith and work community based in Richmond, Virginia. We are a nonprofit organization that seeks to help working people grow in Christ, find purpose, and transform the marketplace. Check out Needles Eye online at www.needleseye.org. Here, you can find more content, Check out upcoming in-person events and learn more about partnering with us financially.